0: Hey everyone, Dylan here. So today we're bringing you a story from Jerusalem, but it's one that is decidedly not about current events. Despite the horrors of this last month, our hope is that we can still highlight stories from the region that inspire curiosity and wonder. Okay, on with the show. In Jerusalem, there is a church called the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Its claim to fame is pretty significant. It is supposedly the site where Jesus Christ was crucified and buried. So, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is easily one of the holiest sites in Christianity. And it's been drawing religious pilgrims for around a thousand years.
1: The stone-flagged pavement is worn smooth by all the feet walking over the, the stone, consistently millions upon millions upon millions of feet When you look up, you see this church
0: with a couple of archways and windows on an upper level away from the street. And then your eye catches on something.
1: Just resting on the ledge below one of those windows is this little ladder.
0: Now, in a place this super important, this historical, this holy, the ladder seems a bit odd, a little out of place, in part because of just how normal it is.
1: It's a little um, wooden, you know, hand-built ladder, five rungs, um, not very long, quite wide. It looks a bit sort of rickety, it doesn't look very stable, and it's just sitting on the, on the ledge below this window, resting um, against the window sill above it. What is not so normal
0: about this ladder is that it hasn't been moved for at least 300 years. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're visiting the immovable ladder of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. In a place where multiple world religions intersect, not to mention different denominations of the same religion, this unassuming little ladder is a symbol of the very delicate balance that keeps this church running. More after this. along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com.
1: Hey, Earwolf Team Coco and Stitcher listeners. It's me, Ashley Ray, and I'm here to tell you about a special collection of podcasts in honor of Women's History Month. From TV I Say with yours truly, Significant Others with Liza Powell O'Brien, and Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer, we are excited to celebrate all women who are part of the Sirius XM podcast family. So let's toast to these women-led hosts and listen on Amazon Music. Let's get
0: one thing out of the way before we begin. Nobody knows what
1: the ladder is doing there. Maybe it was, uh, you know, somebody was cleaning the windows, you know, and they were using the ladder to reach the window and they left the ladder
0: there. This is Matthew Teller. He's the author of Nine Quarters of Jerusalem, a new biography of the Old City. This biography, of course, includes the famous Church of the Holy Sepulchre and its most unusual feature, the, the equally famous or, or maybe the infamous immovable ladder. This ladder sits mysteriously perched on a ledge underneath one of the church's windows. And Matthew's window cleaning theory is just really one guess of many as
1: to why this ladder was put there in the first place. There are some stories attached to the ladder. The church is quite dim and dark and gloomy inside. The ladder could be a means by which people were able to emerge from the church and take some sunshine on the ledge, which is wide enough to stand on. Another theory comes from the fact that
0: there is a 200-year-old photograph showing some small pots with vegetables or herbs on them next to the ladder. There is talk of the ladder being used as a sort of mini window guard. At this point, we can only speculate because that's the other thing. We don't know exactly how long this ladder has been there either. We can say it's been at least 300 years because there are prints from that time period that show this ladder in the exact
1: same spot. The ladder is older than cameras. There is uh, an engraving from the early 18th century, I believe 1728. And there is a ladder in place there as well.
0: The reason for all this mystery, this uncertainty, goes back centuries. Now, as we mentioned before, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is an important site in Christianity. It's supposedly the site of Christ's tomb. And over the years, many different denominations of Christianity in Jerusalem have all wanted to control this church. Today, it involves the Roman Catholic, Greek Orthodox, Armenian Orthodox churches, as well as the Ethiopian Orthodox, Coptic, and Syriac churches.
1: There's always been some degree of dispute or some degree of jockeying for position, trying to gain the upper hand in power and influence. In the 1700s, Jerusalem was controlled
0: by the Ottoman Empire. And in the year 1757, the Ottoman ruler at the time, Sultan Osman III, was getting fed up with all the fighting among these different
1: Christian groups. So in 1757, the Sultan issued a decree which froze relations within the church building as they existed at that time that decree came to be known by the name status quo which is a latin term which means the situation as it exists now it means that individual power plays by any individual single authority uh, are banned are prohibited anything that happens in this church's case within the church itself can only happen with the prior approval of all the other parties involved in that place.
0: The status quo was solidified in the 1800s and then even became codified in international law. In practice, it means that in the interest of sharing power across these denominations and keeping the peace, there's an agreement over who does things in the church and where and when from holding services to sweeping certain ledges to lighting candles, even who opens the door in the morning. That's a job that's actually been performed by the same two
1: Muslim families for centuries. One family has the key, and they arrive to the church in the morning, and they give the key to the other family who have the right to put the key in the lock. Like, having the key and turning it in the lock was deemed to be too much power for one family. So, you know, they, so they split the power. But you know what's not really covered by the status quo? And the status quo didn't say anything about moving ladders. It didn't identify the ladder. It didn't say anyone could move it. And so nobody has moved it. Nobody has been able to move it. There has been no agreement even on who owns the ladder, The status quo
0: isn't purely intellectual or theoretical. People have come to blows over it. In 2002, an Egyptian monk sitting on a disputed section of the roof of the church moved his chair over a couple of inches to get out of the sun. It caused a fight where more than one person was hospitalized. In 2008, a dispute over a processional resulted in another fistfight between Greek Orthodox and Armenian Orthodox clergy. These are all religious people. These are all clergy members fighting each other, punching. A shrine in the middle of the church was at risk of collapsing for decades because no one could agree on plans to renovate it. And yes, even the latter has been moved once or twice. In the 1990s, a prankster who identified only as a Protestant named Andy pulled the ladder up out of the window and hit it as some sort of protest over the management of the church. Maybe you're expecting a fistfight, but curiously, this time,
1: that did not happen. Shortly after that, there was a grill installed over the window. So, So there had obviously been some sort of discussions inside to say we can't let tourists find this place again and we need to bar the windows. Later in 2009,
0: an eagle-eyed tour guide noticed that the ladder had mysteriously moved from
1: one side of the window to the other. There were no sort of wider ramifications or the, it wasn't that the status quo then crumbled around our ears. No, it, it held. And they just put the ladder back, and left it quietly alone and, and carry on with the way that things have always been.
0: As for why these did not turn into international incidents, Matthew says that despite some notable exceptions— the status quo, for the most part, enforces a sort of diplomacy
1: inside of the church. It is very much self-enforcing that if one rogue element does light a candle in the wrong place or does sweep a ledge that they shouldn't sweep, then the equivalent of international diplomacy, in this case, it's sort of church diplomacy, will kick in, um, and and the the dispute will be will be smoothed out. Uh, and the rules based order will recommence it holds because people recognize that they need it to hold people want it to hold and they need it to hold because if it doesn't hold heaven only knows what um you know violence might ensue
0: so the status quo lumbers on inside of the church of the holy sepulcher and in 2016 The denominations were even able to agree on a renovation plan to fix that collapsing shrine. In the meantime, the immovable ladder at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, it is still there, still propped up under that window. It's possible to see it as a symbol of that nasty habit humanity has of dividing itself and fighting over things, but Matthew sees it another way. It
1: represents... Uh, human interaction, human influence uh, over centuries in a place that could easily be overwhelming and isn't. Partly, I think, because of what that ladder embodies and it's the spiritual yearnings and the human frailties and also the geopolitical uh, maneuverings. It represents us in a place where God and higher things take precedence. It's a very powerful symbol, I think.
0: Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. This episode was produced by
1: Amanda McGowan.
0: The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka,
1: Camille Stanley, Manolo
0: Morales, Baudelaire,
1: Gabby Gladney.
0: Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There is a link in the episode description. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll see you next time.
1: Hello I'm Brian Cox. I'm Robin Ince and this is the Infinite Monkey Cage trailer for our brand new series. We've got mummies, we've got magic, we've got asteroids. Mummies, magic and asteroids. What's the link? That it was an asteroid that magically went over the world that led to Imhotep the mummy coming back to life. That's correct. I thought it would be. We're as scientific as ever but the most important thing to know is that we are going to deal with the biggest scientific question we finally ask. What is better, cats or dogs? Listen wherever
0: you get your podcasts.